Welcome to the Opinions on Pickens podcast, the sports show where there are no fouls or flags, only baskets and touchdowns. Here's your host, Alyssa Butterson. What's up, everyone? Welcome to Opinions on Pickens. I'm your host, Alyssa Butterson. Now, Columbia fam, I know you're excited for this guest almost as much as I am. Parker White, thank you so much for being here today. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I'm excited for it. You're actually not from too far away from here, Parker. You grew up in Mount Pleasant? Yeah, just right down the road. I went to a really big high school, Wando, and was used to that big school environment, which is one of the reasons I wanted to come to South Carolina um, and their their academics as well. I didn't really have to do much with football, believe it or not, because I didn't really get recruited or anything. I just came to South Carolina because that's where I wanted to go to college, like any other you know, regular student that doesn't, you know, play sports or whatever. And then I kind of just uh, waltzed into a tryout one day and kicked pretty well. And then like just got on the team from there. It was kind of just right place at the right time. And was really lucky in that regard. What, what was your, you know, high school experience? Like 2016 really was not that long ago. You graduated in 2016. Were you on the football team the entire time there? Um, not the entire time. I started playing my sophomore year. So I played soccer growing up and then Wando's normally nationally ranked like top five in soccer. And I tried out for the JV team as a freshman and kind of expected to make the team because all my club teammates, you know, it was pretty much the club team that we were on was pretty much the same as the JV team. So, um, almost everybody made it except for like me and like one other guy. And, um, I always consider myself to be like quite the good soccer player. So I was pretty stunned when I didn't make the team and I was like, man, I need to, do something like, you know, I, I don't want to just, you know, kind of sit back and watch. Like I want to participate in high school sports and stuff. So I knew that I could kick a ball far. So I was like, Hey, why don't I, you know, try to be a kicker, like on the football team and never really done it before. And then I, you know, got like a football or two and started practicing. I was like, Oh, this isn't, you know, too bad. So I just started playing football my sophomore year, the year after I had kind of stopped playing soccer and then played uh, for three years at Wando. And then, um, Kept working and then I had my tryout up at Carolina. Soccer. That's so I played soccer my whole life. That's interesting to know. I had no idea. What position was it? Um, I played a lot of right back and center back. So I was, you know, defender and would take the goal kicks sometimes just because I could just launch the ball like all the way up the field. So um just kind of you know developed a knack for, you know, kicking balls and then eventually um I don't know just it transformed into something that I'm trying to make a career out of I never would have thought like it would have happened like that but kind of just one thing leads to another one door closes another one opens right right (laughs) and as you said going to Carolina you were a walk-on correct yeah that's right um most people are like a preferred walk-on which means that they have a guaranteed spot on the team that they just aren't getting their like their school paid for, but they are on the team just like everybody else. But um, so that that's like a PWO is what they call it, the acronym for it. So I was just a regular walk on, which is where like you don't you like, you know, you come to the school and you have to try out for your spot. Like you get sort of like an opportunity to even be on a team, which is like a tier below. So uh, that's kind of like what I had. And then. I just did well enough at the tryout. Um, and this was right when Elliot Fry, our old kicker, was leaving. So when he left, it kind of opened a roster spot, like at, a, you know, the kicker position, like for me. And uh, I did well at the tryout. So they uh, they got me on the team after my first semester. So during this time, are you thinking, you know, I have this opening. Let me make the best of this opportunity. Yeah. So he, he played his last year in 2016, which was when I got to Carolina in the fall. Um, and then, yes, yeah, so that was his fourth season. And then I knew there was going to be 
another kicker there that they were kind of, that was already on the team. So it was kind of, we were the, the two guys really. Um, and then we, you know, competed all spring and then all fall and then started him at first. And then they uh, switched to me after a couple of games. And then it was kind of just like a back and forth thing my freshman year. But then after that, just kind of took it in stride. And you, like you said, try to just make the most of my opportunity. Now, I'm sure, you know, as a kicker that there is a stigma, should we say that kickers don't, you know, do as much work as other players or put in as much time at practice or, you know, are, are that big piece to the team. Now, what is your reaction to people who say those types of things and think that is a real stigma? Yeah. So, uh, like in high school, that's definitely true. I think just because, um, a lot of times you can practice and stuff like at least what I would do in high school and like what a lot of other kickers did was you didn't really have to stay the whole time. Like practice would be after school from four to seven for everyone else, but we would just leave at like four 30 or five after we got a few kicks in and then we'd leave super early. So it wasn't like, you know, I don't know. It, yes. In high school, like a little bit, but the workouts are still like the same stuff in the off season, but in, during the season, I could definitely see that. But in college, I definitely think that um, depending on like your coach and like kind of what they want you to do that, you're working just as hard as everybody else. Like this year with our new special teams coach, Coach Lumbo, like he had us doing stuff like the entire practice. Like some of the old coaches, we were kind of like on our own and could kind of work on things like kind of as we see fit. But this year was like we were we had like a strict schedule and stuck to it like the whole practice. And we're, you know, constantly on the move and constantly like working on different things or helping out the team in like certain areas. So it was like it was a busy year. And, um, you know, I definitely think that we deserve probably a little bit more credit and stuff for like the work we put in and kind of like, you know, people like to make fun of the kickers and stuff, but um, I don't know. It's a pretty good job and can be laid back sometimes, but definitely still uh, need to have some like hardworking uh, traits to be successful. I think maybe some of those things you mentioned is what led to you having this amazing season, 16 to 17 field attempts, 30 extra points as a, as we call super senior in 2021 and going to the Duke's Mayo Bowl. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that was kind of just like growing up, you know, working hard was just kind of like what you did. You don't really ask questions, you know, about that. Like, I just have never really like, you know, I, like I don't know how else to say, like considered like not working hard just because like that's the only, one of the only things you can control is kind of like what you put in. So, um, I mean, ever since, you know, I was like growing up, that's kind of, you know, for me, I've just always been like a hard worker. So, um, yeah, definitely like paid off this year um, on the field and um, still mad about that one kick I missed, but um, is what it is. And uh, hope, you know, just kind of keep improving from there. <laughs> you know, you can't get them all, but damn near all of them is still really, really good. And I'm sure yeah. walking into that stadium and seeing your name is a great feeling. I mean, come on. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um I've only seen it like at the spring game was the only time and uh, haven't got like gone back in there since, but it is cool. Um, something that, you know, I can be remembered by a little bit as I kind of start to leave Columbia soon. Um, so it's really special and something that I hope that I can show my kids one day if it's still there. Um, but I guess, I guess time will tell. And I think it's really awesome coming from a program that, you know, has had a track history of, great kickers. I, in my opinion, I would say, you know, the Elliott Fries, you know, Ryan Suckup, who is still playing for Tampa Bay right now and, you know, Super Bowl champion at this point. So, I mean, it's not like you just came into a team and it was like, oh, this is 
something I can come in and reasonably expect myself to do. You had to really put in work to gain that title. Yeah, for sure. They, they, uh, some of like, I guess the, uh, the founding fathers of the Gamecock specialists, like set the bar super high. And those two guys you already mentioned, plus, you know, Spencer Lanning and, um, just a couple other guys that we've kind of put into the league, especially like a punter as well and kicker. So, uh, I don't know, I guess it's just, we've kind of been like a hotbed maybe in the Southeast of like being able to get guys that are just, you know, that can kick pretty well and been, you know, just good recruiting in that position, I guess, like over time. So, um, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's really cool to be mentioned with those kind of guys, especially like Ryan, you know, who's been like a 12 year NFL veteran is still, still kicking. He's been a great role model for me. So it's, it's awesome to be kind of, you know, mentioned with like some of those names. You talked about these habits you have, like working hard to achieve things that you think you can. What is your support system like outside of football? How has your family and friends and community really been there for you through this journey? I mean, it, it has really been a journey for you. Being from Mount Pleasant, only two hours down the road. So my family um, came to every, my, my family being like mom, stepdad, um, dad, um, grandparents, I think. And my sister was at most of them, but those other, I would be five, four, um, were like at every home game and almost every away game. The only ones that were tough were like going to Texas A&M in Missouri. Other than that, I think they were almost at every single game, which uh, I played in, I think, 61. So that's, you know, it's, it's a lot of games and, and some of like, you know, the financial commitments and stuff from them, from driving up, staying at hotels night before, night after for a night game. And I only got four tickets each week. So, you know, that it's not quite enough to go around sometimes. So, I mean, I'm, you know, really appreciative for them. And um, they're always pick up, you know, when I call if I need advice on something and would you know, always kind of be in my corner with those kind of things. So, you know, it's, it's been great. It's crazy now. Cause even as you know, we get older, not like we're old, but moving into the next phase of your life, like knowing that that rock, I guess you could say that family, that community is always there is super important. And especially when they're there for moments to celebrate you in the Kentucky game, you know, scoring that 54 yard, was it a career high? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that has to be special. Oh yeah. No, it's awesome. Um, yeah, I, uh, it's tough. They put the parents like on the visitor side, like on away, So people won't be like, you know, getting distracted and stuff or trying to like their dad, people's dads, like trying to like coach them up during the games. So, like they put them over there. So I, I never really like made an effort to like, you know, really kind of see them or anything like during the game, but they're always there after they, uh, they wait with like all the kids that are waiting for autographs, like right after the game, like at the visitor's gate, right by our locker room. I'm sorry, I guess not by, by our gate, by the locker room. So they, uh, they come over there and they wait every time. And, um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's just been awesome. Um, like, like the Kentucky game, that was a night game. So just like the environment for all those night games for them to, you know, they, they get to tailgate all day, which I'm pretty jealous of. I kind (laughs) of, the spring game, how fun that can be. So they do that all day. And then, stay at the game the entire game no matter whether I'm kicking well or kicking poorly or whatever it is but they'll always kind of be there for me after so it's been great that Kentucky games I was actually at that game the environment the weather the night I mean it was a setup for a Gamecock win I did the whole time I'm just sitting there like this is it this is it Mm -hmm. and then ah you know just breaks your heart a little bit but you know we stay loyal till the end (laughs) yeah yeah for sure I I thought we were going to pull that one out so Muschamp and Beamer, you're you're able to spend time with with both of these amazing guys and coaches. 
So on upon Muschamp's departure, you know, when, you know, you're celebrating all these big things, is he one of those people you're calling and interacting with and, you know, celebrating with? Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's a, um, uh, how do I say this, kind of like a role model for me, you know, he's a great guy of, you know, how to, I saw the way, you know, interact with his kids and his wife and, you know, he's just a good man, taught us good values and, I think Muschamp gets a little bit of a bad rap for like, just like, you know, his press conferences or whatever, how he like yells on the sideline, but he's really not like that. Like, like, like in the building and at practices and stuff, he's normally like, you know, a lot better. And like, you know, he just kind of has like that tough guy mantra that I think that I think that's kind of like a turtle where it's, you know, softer on the inside there a little bit, but um, you know, it was, yes. When I broke the uh, scoring record after the bowl game, I think I shot him a text or maybe called him or something. And that was right when they were, um, they were about to, or they had already, I think, played in the SC championship against Bama and had lost. And then we're getting ready for their, uh, their playoff games and for the national championship game. And I called him on the phone and he was, you know, telling me about getting ready for the game for the national championship game. And again, he hadn't, you know, seen me in like a while, like since the Georgia game this year, we talked before the, we played Georgia this year, like on the field for a little bit. So yeah, I mean, he's been great. And, um, coach Beamer has been great. He kind of came in from day one and, you know, as a newer coach, like everyone kind of knew Muschamp because he had been a head coach before at Florida and knew a little bit of his background. But Coach Beamer, you know, was kind of just like it hadn't been a head coach before. So he kind of came in. Um, it's kind of like a younger, newer guy, you know, and um, said from day one that he doesn't, you know, expect us to, you know, respect him and stuff right off the rip because, you know, Muschamp recruited everybody that was already there. So we were kind of, you know, he. I don't think anyone actually was. I know I definitely wasn't like just loyal to Muschamp. I was really more loyal to like Carolina and like the Gamecocks. So it was easy for me to like for Coach Beamer to gain my respect. That's what he said from day one is that he was going to, you know, garner everyone's respect on the team and stuff, which I think he definitely did quickly by how much he, um, you know, listened to us like as players and kind of what we needed and stuff. And as far as off the field and on the field, and I was kind of like all encompassing, you know, just welcomed us with open arms. It's kind of like a broken team from only going two and eight the year before and uh, really turned the program around, around quickly. I think what was special for the community to see from Shane Beamer was from day one, he kind of had this mentality as if, you know, this is not a rebuilding year. We're not here to rebuild this program. We're here to add to it and to get some mm-hmm. wins along the way. So what, right. that's what you guys did. Let's Let's be realistic. And I think everyone here acknowledges that. What was it like exceeding everyone's expectations last year? Because you guys did. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, we were not to like put a damper on the season because it was great, but a lot of us expected to be even better. But like because you know we just are kind of you know high achiever like competitive guys, and so we you know every game that we lost, like I mean, I wanted to win them all. I wanted to go fifteen and zero, and like we didn't. Um, but we you know we expected to be with the talent that we have. I mean, a, a comp- really competitive team, and we were good. Um, it was, a, it was a good solid season and close it out with like a big time win. But, um, but yeah, it was great. I mean, like finishing off with the bowl game was like fantastic as we had had, you know, two seasons before where we, you know, didn't have that and stuff. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was great to, uh, to, to end, you know, end on a win, but I know like, that's just kind of coach Beamer setting the bar higher is, you know, every year you should expect to, you know, win the national championship or else, you know, what are you playing for? Like you can't, be mentally like conceding games before the season, like, okay, well, you know, we're maybe a two or three loss team. It's like, okay, well, so are we just not going to, you know, when Georgia comes to town this year, are we just going to be like, well, all right, white flag, like 
we give up, like we're not even going to play. You know what I mean? So it's like, we're, you know, a really competitive bunch of guys. So I don't know where we're, you know, excited, or at least I'm excited to watch how they do this year and uh, continue to perform well. I do want to get your thoughts, how you kind of spoke a little bit about people have this persona, you know, must jam. Well, I think the same was for Frank Martin here at Carolina. Um, And I think Mm -hmm. a lot of people can agree with that. Like you see this guy on the sidelines that's, you know, screaming, you know, angry, upset. Um, But you hear from inside the program something totally different. Um, And knowing him face to face as a person, he's a totally different guy. Recently, obviously, Frank Martin was let go from South Carolina as the head coach after forever. I think believe I believe a decade. Um, Mm -hmm. And he has done some great things for the program. He was able to take us to the final four. But we are now welcoming our new head coach, Lamont Paris. Any mm-hmm. thoughts on this men's program and and this whole situation? Yeah, so I'm I'm a big basketball fan. So I uh, I went to a few of the games here. A lot of times, you know, they were um, during our season and stuff. So it was kind of tough, like, you know, at the beginning, like with the overlap of us having football still. And then in the spring was, you know, going to different places, training and stuff, uh, like trying to get ready for the draft and whatnot. So it was tough to make it by, but I definitely made it by a few of them. And I loved watching the team like on TV and stuff. Cause I know I just, I just, I, I really like watching basketball. So um, yeah, I was sad to see Frank go. Um, I actually kind of liked his coaching style. It was pretty similar to Muschamp with like the yelling and stuff, but then kind of, like I said, like a turtle where you're, you know, softer a little bit on the inside and you could see it like in his press conference, like it still gives me goosebumps sometimes like his one after they lost in the final four to Gonzaga that press conference he had was pretty incredible talking about the guys on the team and stuff like that he had. You can tell he really cares for them as a good guy. And I never really have had a chance to like talk to him before. I've just kind of heard stories and stuff from people. Um, but he's came by a few of our football practices and stuff. And, um, you know, seems like a really stand up guy. And I don't really know much about uh, Coach Paris. Again, I've never talked to him or haven't heard anything about him since he's so new. So not really sure, you know, where I stand on that, but I'm sure he's great. But um, but yeah. Let's talk about the Lady Gamecocks or the Women Gamecocks. Let me put some respect on their name. Mm-hmm. National championship winners. Dawn Staley, stand up. Like, come on. These ladies, I mean, they're phenomenal. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, bringing a championship to Columbia is something, you know, we were kind of yearning for a little bit. Um, hadn't been really, other than the women's basketball program since, I guess, baseball or really in like the 2010, 2011, like type of era or whatever. But um but yeah, I mean, it was great for them to, you know, you know, bring a championship home. And um, I was a freshman. I remember when, you know, Asia Wilson and, you know, that team in 2017 uh, won it all. And I was in the fountain and stuff my, my freshman year. Is a little too old for that now. I didn't want to be, you know, over there with all the 18, 19 year old, you know, freshmen. And I was like, ah, I'm just going to sit on my couch. Like I'm, you know, I, but, you know, it, it was great. Crazy what happens after a few years, right? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> But what what are you up to now? You know, I know a lot of people don't talk about it, but, you know, leaving your collegiate athletic career, it really is like, you know, like mourning a death in a way. I hate like like trying to dwell on it. But, you know, you've put so much time and effort into this community, this family. And now it's time for you to move on like everyone else does and go to the next phase of your life. What is that next phase and what does it look like for you? Yeah. So um, right now I'm just kind of training for the NFL. Um, had a couple workouts with uh had a, like a three-day mini camp with the Chiefs and then another one with the Buccaneers. So um just going down there, like, you know, hoping to get signed kind of like on a tryout basis and unfortunately didn't get signed as 
those situations are kind of tough. Like they brought in like 30 guys and they really only take like one, maybe two guys sometimes. So it's tough. Um, but, uh, hoping to hear like something as soon as I can, um, kind of just staying ready right for right now. I'm going to at least see football out for probably another, um, at least half year, maybe full year. And then try to, you know, while I'm doing that, also make money on the side. I do like a little bit of door dashing here and there just to try to, you know, keep up, you know, you know, paying bills and whatnot. And then uh, when I go home, I might, I might work for like a golf course or something and just try to make some money on the side. And then also in- interestingly enough, I, um, our old snapper, Ben Asbury and I started a trucking company um, as of a couple, couple weeks ago, a couple months ago. So um, we just kind of got a truck and get insured and stuff. And he has his CDL. So we're going to be running loads for Amazon relay and stuff. And I'm going to help him with logistics and whatnot. And um, we got some apparel and stuff coming soon. So um, kind of doing that on the side as well. Just trying to make ends meet. Excited to hear more about that. Seriously. And honestly, one of the most amazing things about playing college, any kind of athletics is that, you know, there's such a small percentage that do actually make it to that NFL level, which is amazing. And you totally have what it takes to make it there. But even when that is done, because that's not everyone's whole life. I mean, you can't play football forever. Let's be realistic. Football Mm -hmm. in sports, especially in college, you know, you meet so many people that really can be such great, you know, connections for you, you know, just in other phases of life, really. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. A lot of like, you know, the people that will be at my wedding stuff is all from, you know, people I've met playing football at Carolina, teammates and whatnot. So, yeah, like it's been great. And yeah, like you said, it's it's tough. And, you know, the odds are usually stacked against you trying to make it in professional football. But, um, you know, something that I definitely want to do and stuff. So, you know, going to try to, you know, try my best and, and whatnot. But, you know, it's what it is. And I'm, I'm OK. I'll, I'll be happy even if I don't make it. So. There's a lot of other things and stuff I can do with my life and, you know, people I can impact and whatnot. So, um, yeah, it's been great. And I wouldn't really change a thing about kind of my time at Carolina. Is staying involved in the football community at Carolina something that's important to you in the future? Yeah, um, I definitely kind of want to come back. I mean, I I hope that I'm busy this year and can't make it to any games because that would mean I'm playing on Sunday. So (laughs) that's the plan. But if not, then I'll try to make it back to a game or two. Um, I always kind of see guys I used to play with on the sideline and stuff. So they take care of us and give us sideline passes and whatnot. So, you know, getting to see like, cause I still have a lot of friends on the team and stuff for probably for the next year or two, I'll at least have friends that are playing maybe three years, you know, where I'm, you know, that those are like, not just guys I'm kind of like watching, like guys that, you know, will be in my wedding. Like I said, like, you know, guys that, you know, know me well, and I know them well, know their families, their families, know my family kind of thing where it's, you know, a close personal relationship. So, you know, really excited for that. So give us your prediction because here on Opinions on Pickens, what we do here is we do something called Pickens Picks. So we give mm-hmm. our opinions and our predictions on future games, etc. So what I want to know here today is how many wins are you predicting the Gamecocks to get this upcoming season? Man, you know, you know, I have to say all of them. I don't see why there's any reason they can't win nine or 10 games. I mean, there'll be some tough ones. They have pretty tough schedule like you know obviously going to Clemson will be tough and then Georgia and A&M have been historically tough for us but um you know those are teams that every year they lose guys so there's just a lot of turnover and um I think with kind of the guys we get from the transfer portal and the guys that are developing more and more here I think you know we'll be a really solid team but um I don't think there's any reason why we can't win nine or ten games 
I think the opportunities are endless and I'm excited for the future. I really am. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Parker, we're so happy you were able to join us today. Once again, thank you very much. Can you let everybody know where they can follow you on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter? Yeah, Instagram. Let me double check it. I think it's Parker White uh, underscore 43. Yes. And then Twitter, I think it's Parker underscore White four, maybe. Yeah. Parker underscore White four on Twitter. So either one of those would be awesome. Awesome. Well, you heard him. Opinions on Pickens fam. Go ahead and show him some love. Part of our Gamecock community. Again, Parker White, thank you so much for being here today. And until next time, I'm Melissa Butterson. Keep winning. Yeah. Thanks, Melissa. Thanks for listening. Check us out on Instagram at Opinions on Pickens. Please like and subscribe to us on YouTube and check back weekly for new episodes. Until next time, keep winning.